Welcome to Daring to Suck. I'm your host, Grace Askew, a veteran musician, songwriter, recording artist, and road dog who has been living and breathing my craft for over 15 years. Each episode will dive deep into what it truly looks like to be a working artist, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Come roll along with me, tumbleweeds. All right, all right. Welcome to episode four, season one of the Daring to Suck podcast. I'm your host, Grace Askew. And uh, the whole first season of the show, I'm having special guests on to explore the artist's journey. And today's special guest is none other than Miss Lydia Loveless. Lydia is no stranger to the music industry and is a working artist in every sense of the word. Uh, She's continued to release music for the past 10 years, touring the world, making her American TV network debut in 2016 on CBS's Saturday morning. And fast forward to now, she's residing in North Carolina. Is that correct? Yep. Cool. And has a new album entitled Daughters and has started her own record label called Honey, You're Going to Be Late Records. I love that. Thank you so much, Lydia, for for doing this. Well, thanks for having me. Girl power. No, I. Um, you're the first female artists I've had on the show, not to make it a male female thing, but um, I've been needing some estrogen on the show. So thank yeah, you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to dig, you know, this doesn't have to be any sort of chronological kind of, you know, rundown by any means, but I do, I'm, I'm very curious, um, especially with you, because I've, I've been listening to, you know, a bunch of your different records and you have your own genre, like your genre is Lydia Loveless, your genre list, so to speak. Cool. And I'm really curious to hear like, when, when was Lydia Loveless invented? Because I feel like we all invent ourselves, so to speak, yeah. artists. Um, and like kind of what was your earliest memory of finding that part of you that's like authentic to, to who you are? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Lydia Loveless definitely got invented when I was like 16, which was when I started writing solo music I had been in a band before that with my sisters and um as that started to sort of dissolve and everyone was going their separate ways I started writing my own stuff and I had basically always wanted to be a songwriter but had no idea how to do it like those weren't like first songs I'd ever written they were just the first songs that I was like okay maybe I actually can enjoy this stuff too like I didn't feel like I was writing what I wanted to hear before that so, um, and what made yeah. you eventually comfortable with like pursuing being this identity and this artist? Oh God, I don't know. I was kind of like a hot mess teenager. So <laughs> I kind of just barreled into things. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I was super lacking in self-confidence, I think, but I sort of covered that up by being really, um, you know, trying to be like the tough guy sort of persona. So I don't know that my, my confidence was all very um, artificial, but yeah. I totally get that. I actually talked about that. My own artist journey of like partying as hard as the guys, drinking yeah. much, smoking, like that. I totally understand that 100%. Yeah. Um, and you cut your first record at 15 years old um, because, I mean, it seems like you came from music, like a musical background in general, like your whole family had a band together uh, called Carson Drew. Um, so you were just kind of born into music. And so from the get go, did you accept that as like your path or did you struggle with that identity and kind of like battle against it and kind of 
want to do something else? Or did you always just think this, I love music. I want to go this path. I mean, I always wanted to be a performer, which I think probably comes from being, you know, really shy and needing to like sort of develop like sort of a secondary persona and it's just fun and energizing. So when I was younger, um, I was really into dancing. So that was kind of when I was a kid, my goal was to be like a pop star, like dancing choreographer. We're both kids of like the nineties. So, (laughs) you know, totally. That was like pop music era. Like the thing. Yeah. So that was really my plan. And then, um, you know, as I got older and, and got more into like wanting to actually write music that the dancing (laughs) Broadway star, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, um, it always, but I always knew that I wanted to be a performer or some kind of artiste. You know, I was really in, I thought I would be like a writer when I was really little. And I, I always knew I wanted to do something creative. Like I kind of had no use for anything else. So preaching. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, would you say there was like, um, a defining moment in your career when you felt like maybe you'd kind of mentioned earlier, like at 16 years old, you felt like you had found this artistic voice and you were like, um, you felt like kind of locked into, you know, all right, I'm ready to go down this, this journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of a, a series of moments, like put, finally having a record out. Um, when my first record came out, I think I was like 19. It took a long time for that record to be actually completed. So when that came out and I actually had something to give to people <laughs> to be yeah. like, is my music as opposed to just like, come to my gig at the local bar or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> you have that, you're kind of um, just kind of blowing in the wind. So, I mean, I think probably that coming out and going down to South by Southwest for the first time when I was like 19. And, and that's when you played a show, a, a slot for, for Bloodshot and you mm-hmm. kind of like were getting these, um, what do they call them? Showcases. Showcase, showcase. Yeah. Like Showcasing. Yeah. It was like a day showcase and it was pretty weird. Um, but I had never been that on that far of a trip to play a show and like, spent a good portion of time in the van. I mean, I'd been on like, like sort of regional tours up to that point, but that was the from Ohio, was, right? Oh. Is that, you were based in yeah. Ohio. Okay. Yeah. And it was, so that was really exciting. Just feeling like, you know, I had a new guitar player who is still in the band Todd May and he was like super inspiring to work with at, at that age. I mean, still, but especially yeah. when we met and like clicked and super hit it off creatively. I just felt like really energized and like I was finally on some sort of path to um, actually yeah. being a better performer. Cause up until that point, I'd mostly been playing solo or just with my dad on drums. And like, I didn't really know how to play electric guitar at all. So I was really at 19. At and I'm like, Okay, gotcha. I didn't realize that. Yeah, You're so good at guitar too. It's such a part of your oh, brand, you know. So it's, it comes as a shock. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really get into it until my manager like let me borrow his like semi hollow body guitar, and I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Like, yeah, I try to be more guitar oriented. Yeah, and it's so funny. Like, um, as a guitarist, a female guitarist, you know 
or just being a female in the music industry in general, you're surrounded by a lot of men and it's a very male dominated industry, but I never saw it that way. I don't know if you felt that same way. Like I never felt like I'm the one girl in the room with surrounded by all these men. I feel like I have to, I don't know. I just saw it as like human beings playing music together, but Mm -hmm. like in hindsight, I I subconsciously maybe felt like I had to compensate a little bit being a female. I don't know. Did you ever feel like that? Like, did you ever recognize that difference? Yeah, I think it definitely was psychologically draining without me really realizing it very right. Yes. um, How I already felt like I had to prove myself more because I was super young. Like generally I was always the youngest person in the room basically the whole time that I've been playing music. Which is Until badass, now. by the way, that you like got such an early <laughs> now I'm finally like, I get to be the old person. <laughs> but yeah. The same. Um, but definitely when I was younger, I was like, holy shit, everyone's older than me. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, um, and especially just like old, old dudes with their like, I yeah. don't know. Gear talk. Vinyl collections and yeah, gear talk. And I was just like, <laughs> like I, I don't, don't, I don't know what any of these amps. Or I don't care, really. I just want to play. Like, Yeah, but also having, you know, a strong passion for music. So um, totally. I sort of learned by just having that, you know, strong desire to to be a musician um, and learned by, you know, stumbling through all the, the learning processes, like, you know, playing a damn electric guitar. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were starting to play constantly basically you were touring heavily from then on once you got signed yeah um, I became officially um, like a road dog full on yeah. and what was your relationship how was your relationship with like road life changed through the years I mean did you love it in the beginning and then kind of you got burnt out and I mean how has it changed it was kind of the opposite I was really terrified to um go on a really long tour mostly because um I just have anxiety being in the car so I think that was the number one thing that I was not um because I got in a pretty bad car accident when I was a teenager like when I first started playing music so I think that really uh damaged my desire to live in a van Uh, yeah but then after I did my first two tours, which were like 30 days. I think I just did them with my, uh, with my ex who was playing bass. And, um, that was super easy because it's just two people. We would sleep like in the van in a bed that we made and like, yeah, super fun. And I was traveling, which I never really thought I would get to do. I mean, I always dreamed of like being a touring musician, but I didn't really think about like, Oh, I'm actually experiencing like traveling for the first time. Yeah. So it was really exciting. And I got I was really into it. It became like second nature. I think after a, a couple of years, I started to get a little burned, more burned out. Yeah. Well, I was reading your bio. I think it was maybe on your website or on Wikipedia. I can't remember, but it was talking about you got, you did get a little burnt out eventually and which mm-hmm. I, I've been there for sure. Um, and you were touring. Is this correct? You were touring with Jason Isbell and listen to Williams or is that um, no, I've actually never played with Lucinda. I've, I've done some really short tours with Jason, but, um, yeah, I did some tours with like the drive-by truckers. Nice. Um, old 97s I've toured with them. Great. And yeah, I think the, I think the burnout happened around like somewhere else, which was like, which I didn't even realize that musicians were allowed to have burnout until they right. <laughs> And I'm super grateful to, uh, no one ever talks about it, you know, (laughs) 
yeah, it was like, who, who's going to complain about that lifestyle? But I mean, without trying to sound like, whoa, is me. Yeah. I was definitely like super burned out after this. Um, you know, we had done a tour out to the West coast and then like drove all the way home with like no stops and flew to Europe and like did a European tour. And I kind of really had like a bit of a nervous breakdown. And, um, after that I started to get into therapy, which was crucial at that time. Cause yeah, I hadn't yeah. really been thinking about like self-care or what I needed. You know, I was like married at a very young age and touring heavily with my new husband that I was already like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, going through that sort of like early twenties, uh, self-realization too, at the same time. So it yeah. was a very confusing time. And I think I got super like self-destructive at that period in my life for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can totally hear that. And, and coming to the point now, maybe pre COVID, mm-hmm. um, had you been touring, got, you had gone back to touring and formed kind of like a healed relationship and kind of like set some boundaries with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is what I need in order to function as yeah. a healthy human yeah. being. And, mm-hmm. you know, you learned eventually. Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely still mistakes and I haven't been on tour in a long time anyway, because, um, you know, even pre COVID I was, I was kind of taking a break just from some personal issues and also, um, you know, yeah, record for a few years. So now I'm like, oh my god, I need to be on tour. Like right I know now. this record is so good. I know I was listening to it all morning. Yeah, I was like so excited about the prospect of like getting to go on tour with a new record, and then all of my hopes were dashed. But yeah, that's life. Well, um, I wanted to kind of get in your own words, how would you describe your genre? Like, how would you describe your music? Cause I have a struggle. I've, I can't describe my own music very well. Yeah. It's hard to do. And it's not like, Oh, I think I'm so original. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I don't, and I don't like the word I've kind of come to loathe the word Americana. Honestly, I don't like it. Yeah. I think it's very blanket and it's just like, I think it just describes like any music made without electronic devices or something. I don't know. Right. I know. um, I mean, I, I like Americana music. I know that that's something I enjoy, but I don't know. I mean, I guess Americana works for me because my music is, you know, a little bit of rock and roll and like jangly pop, I guess. Um, I feel like I've definitely evolved over the years though from, yeah. Very, very Americana and country to um, just being sort of a singer songwriter. But then I'm reluctant to say that because that's like, well, no, a, I think that's a good artist. Guitars. Well, you're a writer and it's like, I think that's a very cl- a clearer way to kind of define just that you, you write your own music, you know? Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that works for me at this point in my life. Um, you know, I used to be really, obsessed with like the battle of like writing popular music versus country music. And now I just don't really care. I'm just like, yeah. whatever comes out is probably, there's always going to be like a different style to everything I put out. I would hope is, is what I aim for is something a little different every time. So. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I hope y'all are enjoying the episode so far really quick before we continue. 
I see these episodes as a form of priceless mentorship, and that's something I always wished I had in my own journey. If you also feel you are getting something of value from these conversations from veteran working artists, there is a way to support the show and keep it going. For just $3 a month, you can become a personal patron to the podcast by joining over at patreon.com slash graceaskyou. Or if you'd like to be a one-time supporter, you can name your price and throw in what you'd like to the virtual tip jar at paypal.me slash graceaskyou. Either way, your listenership means so much to me. All right, let's get back to the show. What would you say? I mean, I know this is like a cliche question, but I'm, I'm personally very curious to hear what your biggest influences are. What artists um, you kind of, when you were really young... Yeah. Who did you first? Because we all mimic artists when we're first starting right. out. Did you ever find yourself mimicking someone? Yeah. When I, I mean, when I first started writing, I was definitely trying to be Hank Williams. Um, nice. Not sure that I achieved that. <laughs> but I was also very um, influenced by Loretta Lynn, like just like from my mom listening to her. And we would watch Coal Miner's Daughter pretty religiously in our household. And I thought that movie was so inspiring because it's mm. about someone that I could see myself in it, you know, a shy young girl who, um, from, from a country town, and like yeah, herself through this magical guitar that she gets. And like, I don't know. It yeah, really inspired yeah. me. Um, Bob Dylan was a huge influence when I was younger. Um, it was actually my surroundings. I mean, you grew up in a rural area. So you, mm-hmm. that really obviously influenced kind of what you ended up listening to and yeah because I mean when I was younger I listened to a lot of crap that I would definitely say was influential but we don't need to talk about <laughs> also, like, but the songwriters that I loved were um I think what was magical to me about Bob Dylan was like watching that documentary don't look back mm-hmm. um and um just seeing him like strumming his guitar backstage and it looking so natural like that to me was just like a moment where I realized like, Oh, I need to learn how to like play guitar. Yeah. So that I can have that like cool, casual, like yeah. expression of, um, you know, my feelings and thoughts. It just, yeah. I don't know. That sounds corny and fake, but it was. Totally no, you do, cool. but you have that, like just your, your cadence and the way you're phrasing in your, in your music is, is very natural feeling to me. It's not put on. Mm-hmm. So, um, what would you say your your writing process is is, is like at least now? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's gone through uh, an evolution. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we all. <laughs> I feel like I was like constantly just writing like all the time and um, sort of gathering up songs for future projects. And now it's a little more focused. Like right now, I'm not doing much writing at all, unfortunately. But um, I think the pandemic has really <laughs> Her to me creatively. <laughs> oh, I know. Cause travel can influence, you know, it's like a good breather for your yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love like how you, obviously your whole thing is like keeping creativity alive all the time. And I think you're so inspiring in that sense. Like I love watching your Instagram, Instagram videos. And um, I'm excited that you have a podcast now because I feel like you're just like such a beacon for creativity. <laughs> I'm always I would like, love to see you like doing weekly live stream, like with just random songs you've written. That would be, yeah. I, would, I would totally watch that. Yeah. I think that's something I'm really going to start doing because I've been so like reluctant to even begin because I'm just like, 
in that fear stage of like almost oh, wanting yeah. and clinging to being blocked or whatever you want to call it. And I hear you. I don't know. I'm working really hard on like just trying to do my yoga and stay more, you know, center. Yeah. Less, and like, yeah. Oh, I guess I'll drink wine and try to forget about, you know, my problems and, um, yeah, you know, actually really come back to myself. I think that's, that's pretty important, but I guess that doesn't answer anything about my writing process. <laughs> <laughs> writing process would be, um, it always, I mean, it always starts with journaling, just journaling a ton and, um, doing, I like to do the morning pages. I'm not super consistent with it, but from the artist's way. Yes. Three, for those of listeners who, who don't know what she's talking about real quick, I just think it's a, such a powerful tool for artists listening who don't know about it. It's uh, The Artist's Way by Julie Cameron and Julia Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you write, she says three pages is a goal like that you can mm-hmm. stick to, which is great. Um, and it's like a way to get out all of the gunk that's going on in your head before you sit down to actually write a song. It like is a filtration system almost. It's like you just, it can be, fu- it can be whiny. It can be fussy. You know, it doesn't matter. You just don't judge yourself and you kind of keep your hand moving. Yeah, and it can and, really be like nothing yeah. <laughs> interesting that anyone would ever want to read. It's kind of what it's supposed to be is um, exactly yeah. interesting. And um, I think three pages is like the perfect amount because like one page is like, Oh yeah, I'm really feeling it. Page two is like, what the hell am I even talking? <laughs> but <page laughs> kind of like, I could really be done with this, but I could push myself like a little further um, and really yeah. get all the stuff that's bothering me out or that's yeah. hindering my my ability to be honest or actually write something worth a damn. So it's a really good tool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, not to change subjects completely, but I'm, I really want to. I want to know about your record label. Mm-hmm. Like, how did this come about? What made you want to do this? I feel like you're like coming into your own right now with this new record, yeah. and the record label, and you've just like, mm-hmm. you know, moved to North Carolina. It's just, it seems like you're, you're making a huge shift, but it's yeah. like an empowering shift. Yeah. There has been a lot of upheaval in my life in the last few years. And like, I think that was sort of my breakdown moment. Started like, you know, <laughs> moved away from Columbus and, you know, my marriage had ended and, mm-hmm. um, uh, cause I was, I feel like I spent a lot of my younger years being a big people pleaser, um, which oh, might yeah. sound ridiculous cause I was also very much not pleasing anyone in some ways, <laughs> <laughs> mostly because I wasn't really making myself happy. Um, right. and it's, so the past couple of years have been like, you know, what the hell do I want and what is going to make me happy? And it turns out it's really not much. I just want to like make music and not um, have to deal with any, or at least not too much bullshit. (laughs) So I feel like putting out a record on, you know, my own label was really a decision to just sort of cut some of the fat off. And I just love that so much. Like you have put yourself in the power position, which artists truly are. I yeah. just think the music industry makes us think from a place of lack and scarcity. Like we, and I've said this so many times on Instagram and stuff, but like, you know, they make us think there's not enough to go around. Mm-hmm. There, there's not enough music. We need them. We need to lean on them. We have to have them, but we really don't, especially with social media. Um, it's just, we have so many tools now at our disposal to like find our, our, our like specific niche, you know, yeah. our little circle people who love, and get the soul of what we're doing. And you've obviously found that. 
Yeah, I think I got really tired of, and it's hard to put this into words that don't sound like I'm trying to be like, fuck you, label (laughs) all your big wigs or whatever. But like, I do think there is a lot of, in the music industry, people trying to make you feel small and not enough. And really, like you're disposing. I do that myself (laughs) every day for free. Like, I don't want to have to owe someone money to tell me that. Yes. Doing well enough. So it's like, why not just um, take that out of the equation and just make music? And yeah, um, because I, I know that I would make music anyway, if I weren't, if we lived in a society without money, finances, I would still make music. So yeah, exactly. um, I don't, I don't really feel the need to make it like a, a sad slog. Like I know that's super romanticized in, um, in people's minds, but it really doesn't have to be any more of a slog than it already is. So true. It's so true. That's a good way to put it. And um, I would love to hear like, what's kind of your vision moving forward with the record label? Would you say? I mean, it's hard to say right now because obviously everything's so on hold, but I mean, I would love to work with like younger artists over like the past year. I've gotten to like go into the studio with like a couple of people and see them like working because my friend has a studio down here. And um, I don't know. I got to like, sit in the studio with this one young girl and I feel like a jerk because I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head, but she was so, um, so like incredibly passionate about her songwriting. And it was really moving to see someone like that hasn't yet been told that they suck. Or yeah. like, Isn't that amazing to see that like purity still? It's like, yeah. she forget was, like, it. happy to be singing and making her songs and, um, she yeah. was like such a well-adjusted young girl. And I was like, wow, this is like really cool to see. And I would love to be with my label, hopefully at some point, um, someone that kids like younger musicians could come to and not feel like I'm either going to be a gross pervert to them or like tell them that they're right. so hard. Thank you. I know. And it's like, I wish the whole reason I want to start this podcast is to talk to people like you who like can offer mentorship because I wanted that for so many years, especially in my twenties, I'm 34 now. So like the twenties, your twenties are like the the shit show. Like they are like the, you're slogging it out. Like you're trying to figure out what you want. And I wish I'd had a mentor, like someone like you who's older and seasoned and like knew what the hell to do. So that's really cool being a mentor, but probably desperately needed one. Yeah. 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 Especially <laughs> a female. Cause there are males that you could talk to, you know, I did have men, but like, I always wished I had a female to talk to. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. And I think it's been, I don't know. It's just a blessing to not be in my twenties anymore. God, yes. <laughs> yes. Thirties, <laughs> the thirties are looking much better so far. So yeah. <laughs> So what is your current mindset, would you say, with COVID and um, kind of moving forward? I mean, I know it's hard and a lot of artists not be able to do their thing. And, you know, mental health is such a huge issue. Yeah, I think day to day, it's so up and down for me, but I'm really trying to make consistency my friend. I think that is the only way I can get anything done is if I like, you know, either take a walk or do yoga or some kind of exercise every day just to get out of my head and like do some writing, whether it's journaling or just like making up 
some dumb crap. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be (laughs) trying to read a lot and like, honestly, trying to listen to other people's music more um, because I think I can get into a headspace where I'm just like, oh, I can't create. Oh, everything is terrible. And like, I just stop appreciating art. So I get the same. I don't know. I'm hoping that there's light at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) Yeah. I hear you. Well, um, I feel like a lot of people are going to be inspired by you for sure. And um, is, do you have a, a website that I can link all the stuff below, by the way? Yeah, com is my website. And for your record label, I guess, do you have a website yet? Or is that? Um, it's just still my website. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, um, anything else you would like to add? Like some advice you would give to your younger self? <laughs> younger self. Yes. Yes. Oh Lord, don't smoke and um, don't use physical exfoliants. That's I've decided that's my new um, advice that I would give my younger self. I've decided that I needed to have like a stock answer, but only use chemical exfoliants or your, yeah. your skin. I love it. It's true. <laughs> awesome. All the advice that I could have used. Well, for our listeners, I'm going to also create a curated playlist of Lydia's entire discography from Spotify and put it into a link down below. Um, thank you so much for your time. And well, I you. cannot wait to hear where you go next with your record label and just new projects and everything. So please, please keep, keep creating. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap, y'all. To see our full conversation, you can go to youtube.com forward slash Grace Askew. You can also go to the Grace Askew Spotify page to enjoy a fully curated playlist for each week's episode. And y'all, don't be scared to slide on into my DMs on Instagram with any questions, comments, or insights you'd like to share. Thanks for listening to Daring to Suck. I'll see y'all next Monday for another fresh episode.